0: Welcome to Taz Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Today we're going to talk about episode two of the Amnesty Arc. Um, I have a bunch of screaming children in the courtyard of my building, and Chelsea has, like, stormy weather messing with her internet connection. Yeah, it's so... raining.
1: It's blowing all the internet away. So
0: we're going <laughs> to have a good time. So, yeah, if this ends up being kind of a choppy recording, um, our apologies. Um, anyway, first of all... Aubrey likes girls, confirmed. Thank you, Travis. (laughs) Thank you, Travis. Second of all, Duck's patron is incredible. I... Yes, that oh, my goodness. relationship is so funny. And it has so much potential. You- um I really liked this episode a lot, basically.
1: <laughs> I liked it too. So- um by by the end of the first listening, I listened to it twice or thrice, or um I, I did listen <laughs> to it a few times. um at the at the beginning or at the end of the first listening, I was like, man, that's a lot of characters. I thought we were gonna like try to, you know, bring them all together. but we introduced like four new characters, and they still haven't met up yet. Um, but I, I, I really, I'm pretty enamored with all of the characters that have been introduced so far. Um, same. I thought it was pretty neat. Um, the guitar loop for the recap mm-hmm. works really
0: well. I really like that. Um, I'm trying oh, to think. Um, what do,
1: a- um, oh. The song before the, um, the song before the Money Zone. So the song that ended Aubrey's section, um, mm-hmm. was that a new original song or is that, like something old that Griffin has used before it was new. all the
0: all the music in this episode was like composed for Amnesty.
1: nice. ok. I was so like excited <laughs> for that song because I loved it. Um it was
0: nice. yeah.
1: it was it it had a very like mellow kind of a theme, and i'm I'm super mm-hmm. digging. i just I, I think I just needed more um Griffin original compositions. <laughs> so I'm like yeah. thriving in this uh, environment. Um,
0: before we go any farther, I actually want to talk more about the um, National Radio Quiet Zone because, which is Ooh. a real—that's where this—it's Kepler is located in the fictional town of Kepler is located in the National Radio Quiet Zone, which is a real is place were, that covers.
1: Is this what you were researching?
0: Yes. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. Go ahead.
0: Yes, yeah, so this is a real like area of land that is located across Virginia, West Virginia, and Maryland, and it's. Um, I finally got curious, so I looked into it, and it's like three thirteen thousand square miles of like forest land, basically where radio transmissions are heavily restricted by law. And like my research is Wikipedia research, so take that all with uh, a grain uh. of salt. But like basically, in this huge chunk of land, um, emergency services are still permitted. Like like weather broadcasting services and stuff. But, uh, there's some spots where it's so controlled, like people can't even use microwaves and there's a lot of places where there's no cell phones and there's no wi Um, the area is split between two major locations, the green bank telescope, which was formerly part of the national radio astronomy observatory. And I hope I'm saying that right. And the sugar Grove station, which is an NSA security site. Mm. Um, Green Bank Telescope is the world's largest fully steerable radio telescope. Um, It's used for a lot of astronomy and high-frequency science, and it's also a part of a couple of huge, like, giant radio telescope networks that stretch across the U.S., which allow people to make observations of astronomical events from multiple locations. Um, The Green Bank Telescope has been used for programs that are searching for extraterrestrial Uh life, Uh such as Breakthrough Listen, And um, I'm kind of paraphrasing through from Wikipedia here, but since 2006, numerous discoveries have been made using this telescope, including the most massive neutron star detected so far, a cloud of primordial gas, which surrounds other galaxies, um, and complex molecules such as sugar in space. Oh, cool. So it's like this really big, like a huge telescope. Um, One of the ones that looks like a giant satellite dish. So like, you know, you think of a telescope as being a big like lens Uh thing but like the biggest telescopes are just dishes that are meant to pick up radio waves. It's not like looking through it and seeing into space. Um, still that's,
1: that's super cool. I mean, knowing, all it's that really context, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing all and, that context um, about what's in that area, you would kind of maybe expect the, the story to be less about cryptids, more about maybe, I don't know, aliens. Um, Well,
0: here's the other interesting part. So the other big station that's located in this quiet zone is uh, Sugar Grove Station, which is, um, this is paraphrasing from Wikipedia again, but according to a 2005 article in the New York Times, which was called the agency that could be big brother, um, Sugar Grove Station had a bunch of equipment that, uh, intercepts all international communications entering the Eastern United States. And it was originally designed to like spy on the Soviets basically. And, um... Yeah, I guess anytime any communication was coming in across uh, the Atlantic, these guys were listening. And um in 2016, 2017, it looks like the government was trying to auction the station and turn it into like a healthcare facility for veterans, which would be neat if true, but like it's such a cool like now that I did all this research, it's such a cool setting for this kind of story because you've got like miles and miles of like information dark forest land and state park after state park, big mysterious uh, research facility, big mysterious government agency. It's mm-hmm. like the perfect place to have a spooky in the middle of the woods story take place. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, um, definitely.
1: Especially yeah. if you were and a character. And it's local. I mean, those. Oh, go ahead. Can you hear me, Chels? I can. You said it was going to be local-like.
0: Oh, it was, Um, they're like local boys, so they know all, they like I assume they grew up somewhere near this. I mean, you know, yeah. not like in the zone, but Autism. it's just fun thinking about how much of the McElroy's local culture, even though they're all scattered now,
1: has yeah, yeah. entered
0: into their fiction.
1: I, I And that's, I think, something that I super adore about um, Duck and his whole um, character and, and the actions that he does is because he's – super rooted in all this West Virginia lore. Um but mm-hmm. Aubrey got a little bit of West Virginia up in there cuz they mentioned um the local pizza places, which I thought was really yeah, cute. Right. Yeah. Um but I think it's super interesting because like even if you were a person in this mystery in this area, like maybe one would pick up their phone and try to Wikipedia and do some research, but you can't because you like you're so cut off from the rest of the world, and, and that really came into play this time, just because Duck was losing reception yep. on his walkie-talkie, so I I like that, you know, the boys have really put emphasis on, well, this is where the setting, like, this is the setting, it takes place in this very specific area of the United States, where radio transmissions don't really work all the time, Um so, like, I was really curious to see, like, what implications that was gonna mm-hmm. take up, so it's it was neat to see it actually in play this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, let's see here.
0: Duck's a lot older than I thought.
1: Oh, he super is, yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like m- mid forties. <laughs> I don't know. Why I didn't wasn't imagining that old. I- but I actually <laughs> really like. I really like the idea of like a mid forties person having a destiny and being chosen. That's really fun.
1: <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm so old. Like I, I've avoided you for so long, and you're still here. Um, it kind of it it fits the the voice that he uses um just because he sounds so tired and he's just like so unfazed by everything like he was running around the forest and like frantically calling on a radio but he's still he's got a pretty chill demeanor about his situation also do you notice he does like a clicky tongue noise uh like Mm -hmm. he's done that he did that twice so far and i was thinking like is that his quack like is that why he's (laughs) duck because he i can't even do it like It's
0: definitely a Justin thing. I've heard him do that in, like, previous episodes. It's not just Duck, but that's a funny interpretation of that.
1: (laughs) I really wonder, and I hope that we, you know, before the end of all this, we get a clue as to maybe why his name is Duck. Uh, For now, my headcanon is it's because he does that clicky tongue noise. Um,
0: Have you played um, um, the Walking Dead Telltale games? I, I know of them. There's a little kid in that... In in those games, there's a little kid named Duck. Oh. And I think it's just, like, maybe a semi-common nickname in,
1: like, rural East Coast areas. Uh, you know... I'm um, not sure. You know what would have been funnier, though, is if he had been named Goose? Because it, it would be like, Duck, Duck, Goose? Because that's how oh, you, like... <laughs> Because he's the chosen one, so... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But no, he's duck. So, I mean, you know, that's a missed pun opportunity there. Well, he did duck from his destiny, Chelsea. Oh, Come my on. God. Um, this, this episode's out of control. <laughs>
0: uh, let's move on to Aubrey's part. Oh, yeah. Um, who... Is Jake cool Ice. Because I, have, I recognized
1: the name yeah. when they said it. God, but I, I was, forgot. I, I was depending on you to know because in no, my notes, I have no idea who the fuck that is. My notes, and it, I tried to Google uh, it. It just says Jake. It says Jake Coolice with like seven um question marks. Because I was like, that? <laughs> was that like a setup episode thing or a yeah? If any of our followers can like add us or like send us a ta- an ask on Tumblr if you know, because I don't know, and she don't know. So um I think it might oof. have
0: been um yeah, I think it might have been um from the setup episode. It must
1: have been uh Hachimachi. It's only been like 2 weeks and I already forgot such details. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll go back um, and listen yeah. to
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd listen to this episode again. I really liked it. Um I, Aubrey's growing on me. I think at first I wasn't sure about her because she's like, she seemed a little too cool. If you know what I mean? Mm. Like her character, I think had a very specific appeal, but she became a lot more human to me in this episode. I think. Um, I love that. I love that. She had to go to the bathroom and (laughs) Travis's explanation of like, people don't talk about that in fiction. It's like, I totally agree. Like, you know, write about bodily functions, you cowards. That's something that always bothers me too. And I make a point of like, avoiding that in my own creative writing just yeah. because it does seem stupid if you're like, especially you're following a character through like everything the whole day. Yeah. You know, Yeah, like, I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. Um, the whole thing where she was nervous in front of Danny was adorable. Of course. Yes. Oh, also I discovered something. Um, so last episode I said, I didn't know anything about the Dresden files. Um, and it oh. turns out that it was, I think there was a, 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 a season of the show on sci-fi for at some point mm-hmm. but um it was originally a series of novels about a private investigator and wizard um operating in modern day Chicago so it ac- turns out that it's that kind of um modern day fantasy setting that we've talked about in previous episodes Chelsea yeah yeah um Wait. so my interest is
1: peaked your what? interest is my interest is peaked oh hell this. yeah twin peaked no (laughs) (laughs) dang it okay wait would this count as um low fantasy yes
0: i would say so okay Um, it depends like yeah i mean a lot of low fantasy because it there's a kind of a gray area where a lot of low fantasy has the fantasy elements hidden from like regular people because in that way you could say like well you and me chelsea we're living in this world but there could be wizards and we don't know it and that's like the whole premise of harry potter of other works of fiction where there's like a hidden it's like the trope is referred to as the masquerade on tv tropes.com oh. and it's like the idea where there's this whole magical community that is kept themselves hidden from regular humans for various reasons the more you I don't know in Dresden Files if, like, he's out as a wizard, to to use a certain phrase for that, um, but I don't know if... I could have looked at this before I talked about it on this episode, but um, it de- what I'm trying to say is that, like, the gray area comes in where, depending on how much magic exists, even in a modern-day setting, mm. and how long magic has existed, it could change the world enough that, like, maybe it wouldn't be low fantasy anymore, you know? Yeah. It would just be more like parallel reality at that point.
1: Hmm. Um. That was kind of it for Aubrey that I had. Did you have anything else that you appreciated about Aubrey?
0: Um, I hit everything that
1: I wanted to. Um, cool. Um, do we remember how in the last? Actually, I I know I just said that, but then I thought of something. Um, the last episode, the first episode, I should say. Remember how it it opened with um. The woman like drinking her tea and looking like looking expectantly into the forest at the gate and stuff. Do you think that was Mama? Maybe. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the first episode it opens with um the like a set like it's when Sick Griffin is doing his yeah um, yeah yeah and Sick Griffin kind of sounds like a rap name like Sick Griffin and I'm here to stay <laughs> anyway. Um, it just it opens with a a woman. Like and she's just in her office in the inn, and she looks into the forest expectantly, and then it, it cuts to the, the like a scene of the gate. So I was thinking, you know, maybe that was Mama because maybe that was Mama. Yeah, that would make sense because it seems like all of the supernatural folks congregate at this inn. So maybe mm-hmm. you know she was expecting. Um, yeah, I totally visitors. forgot that part. <laughs> it's okay, you remembered everything else, and you did all that research.
0: <laughs> um. He- it made me really happy to hear Griffin say that they were really enjoying doing this arc. Because yeah. as I mentioned before, like, well, no matter what they do, I want them to have fun doing this. Yes. So I'm glad that they like this. I really like this arc, so
1: I do too. I super do it. it. Do you think it's gonna be a little bit longer than the commitment arc? Only because it's taking them a little bit longer to get set up and um I had that
0: same thought. I'm not sure. I mean, because This could be the format where not everyone is all together all at the same time. Yeah,
1: and it's neat. Um, I think it's pretty cool. It is neat, yeah. Yeah.
0: At first, I was kind of unsure about it, but it's worked out, I think, and this episode kind of convinced me. Yeah, but I
1: am still very interested to see how it's going to be when they all meet up. Um, Mostly Mm because I also really want to see how their characters are going to interact. Yes. (laughs) Like, kind of grumpy, not grumpy, just, you know, uh, very neutral affect, uh, duck- paired with Aubrey who's just kind of like what is this? What is all this? Oh, Aubrey's such
0: a kid. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> so Do we to the How rest old of them, was
0: Aubrey supposed to be?
1: I'm going to say like early 20s, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Or even maybe god, like mid- I feel old. I know. Like mid 20s or something. <laughs> um I I'm, just, I'm putting Ned at like just a tad older than Duck. Like maybe Yeah. Yeah, like maybe like mid 50s or something.
0: That seems fair.
1: Um, before we forget, let's let's talk a little bit about D- uh, Ned. Because we haven't yeah, really talked about Ned. I,
0: I don't have a ton to say about this segment, except that I adore Barclay. Yes. Um, it, that part was so cute. Where, I don't know. I just, like, <laughs> I laughed out loud when Griffin was like, it, Barclay takes off his thing and it's Bigfoot. Like, that was such a good twist. And yes. the whole, like... I don't know. I forget. He said, "Like I really hope you're gonna keeping secrets," and it just like really immediately humanized <laughs> this very inhuman character. And I thought that was
1: really cute and fun. And I'm it. super into it. I'm I'm super 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 into it. Um, I thought yeah, it was we really didn't talk. That oh, Clint- sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh I thought it was really neat that Clint remembered who Barclay was because as soon as I heard the name Barclay, I, <laughs> I was like, "Why is that so familiar?" Um, and then it wasn't until, like my second re-listening that I was like, "Oh my god, that was the cook." Griffin said that, like, ten minutes ago for, like, five seconds, and Clint actually remembered it. That's amazing. Um <laughs> Well, but- it
0: was strange because I, um, I, I knew, I, like, heard Barclay, and I was like, oh, shit. And then Ned said, oh, Barclay, I remember you. And I'm like, is Ned supposed to know that? Like, that's the other weird thing oh, yeah. about having them all separate is that, um... Like, this is the big, like, rule about tabletop RPGs. Like, you have to try to distinguish between player knowledge and character knowledge. And that was something that they, like, you know, ran up against during Balance Arc. So when Clint is like, oh, I remember that guy, I'm gonna talk about him. Like, I didn't know whether that was, like, okay,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. I was
0: really curious about
1: how Griffin was going
0: to react. I I thought that they played it off,
1: like, super well. Um, Yeah, I think think it worked out. I guess maybe Clint realized that, oh, crap, maybe I wasn't supposed to know that. (laughs) But then he made Mm -hmm. it work in fiction. Um, yeah, I thought that was super cool. Although yeah, I do a uh, Barclay. Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, speaking of Barclay, we didn't, we kind of just glazed over the whole seat point of the scene with Aubrey, where there's a bunch of monsters. Oh, yeah. people, that's why it was called. <laughs> like, that was what we suspected. Well, I don't remember what we said exactly, but about like, who's the amnesty for apparently from these creatures that are coming out of the thing. Um, there's a bunch of monsters hanging out like in human disguise, which is super fun, and it made me realize something. Um, here's my theory about this arc. Ooh, go for this it. This is Griffins, this is Griffins Undertale campaign. <gasps> this is it's Monster of the Week, but instead of killing the monsters, they have to save them.
1: Oh, I'm I'm so into that. I'm I'm so <laughs> I'm so into that so do we think anyway, that's my theory so do we think this then, been game theory blah blah <laughs> so do we think then that this big bear monster is maybe like some sort of okay first of all I have no idea what that bear monster is uh we haven't we didn't even talk about it in duck section we were discussing oh, over right. duck, <laughs> but so it was leaving imprints of different animal shadows
0: yeah I had trouble visualizing I don't what think, Griffin and he has describing. like
1: multiple eye. He has multiple eyes. He it. He it has multiple eyes. I, I don't think Mothman. I don't think the Mothman does that. But I don't know what other, like cryptids would be in West Virginia. I guess maybe this is just like an OC that Griffin yeah created. <laughs> interesting way to phrase that. Basically, well, um,
0: it's not. But yeah, it, it did. It seemed like it was maybe absorbing other animals into its large shadowy frame i'm not sure is, it wasn't really clear i is it like just i couldn't the hunger, exactly
1: but picture like... it because <laughs> i think you just described <laughs> A the version. hunger <laughs> but it was leaving imprints oh of um of silhouettes and it was oozing black goo and hmm, <laughs> In, yeah. yeah
0: very interesting now that we're uh, circling around in on this there's gonna be a big <laughs> tie-in it's gonna be like it's like a big Stephen King thing going on here
1: it's actually gonna be some sort of a twist we're actually just in um um what is it one of the one of the different realms in Lucas's lab and and the Honey boys are just like watching this unfold um from their dimension and uh, it's actually m night shyamalan kind of a twist oh god <laughs> i know people make fun of him but
0: i really like a couple of his movies like a whole lot yeah
1: i think i think like some of his movies um are worth the praise that are given to them and i also think some of them um are not as good <laughs> that's
0: definitely true um i but had yeah, there's a weird
1: oh go ahead you go ahead yeah there's a no there weird... you go oh but there's a weird what rachel
0: monster. Yeah. I was just
1: doing the little wrap up. <laughs> there is a weird monster. Um my my thing was um if we had been on like the regular schedule where they were doing like um hour and a half ish long episodes, do you think that um this whole like beginning sequence would have unfolded the same kind of way that it would have or do you think maybe the boys would have figured out a way to do this all in one big episode or do you like the pacing that it's going on right now or um, uh, my question just kind of went all over the place, but basically,
0: okay, yeah, I'm trying to, <laughs> I, 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 uh, you lost me at,
1: um, somewhere. Basically, I, I think if they were yeah, on the
0: pacing's fine for me. Yeah,
1: if if they were doing like the the releasing every two weeks sort of a thing, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like the pacing now because we're getting like a steady constant feed of new information. Um, and I think that maybe is spoiled of me because it's just more Taz and I have something to like super look forward to every week and I don't have to like hold out for right Thursdays. So I wonder, you know, how the boys are doing and, and doing shows like this just Mm -hmm. like, have you noticed, have they gotten any shorter or is an hour and 10 minutes the, the norm?
0: I didn't, I didn't even look at the episode time, but I think for has balance, most of the earlier episodes were closer to an hour than an hour and a half. Uh. I don't think the longer they went, the later it got, the longer they went. Yeah. But yeah, I think this seems right to me. Yeah.
1: I'm still, I think, and it, I think, oh, go ahead.
0: I think it might be easier to record two episodes worth of content all at once and then chop it up later at their leisure, sort of. Mm-hmm instead of having to get together two separate times oh
1: yeah yeah i can't imagine and that since th- i yeah i can't imagine that they're getting together weekly like that's much uh now that mm-hmm. now that i'm in a D group that does that more regularly <laughs> um yeah that's that's much uh-huh sure is <laughs> okay well, um i think those are all of my notes did you have anything else you wanted to touch on
0: no i think that's uh it for me
1: all right rachel where can people find us
0: Okay, well, um, if you want to send us a question or a comment, you can find us at taztalk.tumblr.com or you can send us an email at taztalkpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Um, and if you are on the Twitter, we are also on the Twitter and you can uh, find us at taztalkpodcast. Um, and, you know, I think that's it for this week.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm super excited for where this arc is going because I want to find out if my Undertale theory is right. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it's just really cool. I really like a lot of the stuff that's going on. Um, I want to remember who Jake Ice Cool is or whoever his name I was. I think that's, um, our, that's
1: our homework for the week is uh, to find yeah, that's out the, Jake that's the big, Cool Ice. That's the big mystery, right, Chelsea? That, like, truly, let's be honest. Truly, truly. Also friendship. <laughs> it's both
0: the biggest mystery of all okay that's enough <laughs> um, bye everyone thanks for listening until next
1: week